You're listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. summer and many of us RVers are hitting the road and exploring new places. On this show, we take you to Goshen, Indiana and Fleetwood's fourth annual RV National Rally. Peg speaks with Steve Heilman, marketing manager for Fleetwood RV, about the rally and their new 35-foot 2013 excursion. Next, we bring you a tech tip to help you safely plug your RV into power at a campground. And finally, in our Friends Across America segment, Peg speaks with Paul and Sharon Scherhoff, and they talk about taking their hobbies on the road. Enjoy the show. Welcome to this edition of American RV, or we are in Goshen, Indiana, which is RV country, as you all know, uh, most of the RVs in the world, maybe, are made here in Goshen, Indiana, or in Elkhart, or Shipshawana, or Wakarusa, or any of those towns that are around here. And today we are at the Fleetwood Rally, it's the fourth annual International Fleetwood Rally. That's is correct. that right? And with me is Steve Heilman and he is the marketing manager for Fleetwood. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Fleetwood show itself and also this great coach that we're in. Thanks for joining me today, Steve. Okay, tell me about the Fleetwood Rally, fourth annual for the new Fleetwood company. Yeah, we've got uh, um, here at the Elkhart County Fairgrounds in Goshen, we've got 335 uh, family rigs here. Mm -hmm. um, Great. Um, over uh, um, f uh, 25 uh, to 30 kids. Um, oh, so, so yeah, kids' a, activities. Yep, it's a great uh, family event. Um, we, yeah. uh, we like to target, uh, it's summer, so we like to target the kids too. Right, um, so it's probably grandkids. It is. It's kids and grandkids. Uh, you know, the oh. demographic of RVers is changing uh -huh. uh, slowly but surely. Um, and uh, those are the, t the types of folks that we, we like to get out, out here. So are you actually finding that the age level of RVers is coming down? Uh, it is, uh, uh, naturally, but it's, it's also that people are using RVs more as a lifestyle support vehicle rather than a retirement vehicle. So oh. whether they um, um, ride horses or have competition horses or whether they follow their kids or grandkids who are in collegiate sports, um, oh, sure. it, they've become or a lifestyle support vehicle. Follow NASCAR or any of those other exactly. activities. Yeah. Yep. Go to the ball games. Yeah. yeah. So what we try to do with this rally is, is make it more family focused um, and uh, do a lot of other uh, activities activities that are outside of the norm so that we uh, attract uh, all types of RVers and yeah. not just the conventional rally Yeah, and goers. you did some tours of the factory, I understand. We, yep, we did three days of uh, plant tours back at our factory in Decatur, Indiana, and um, the uh, uh, those went really well. We were sold out for um, all three days uh -huh. um, with a long waiting list to get there, so we've, we've put almost 250 people through the through the plant yeah, this week. Yeah, people always enjoy that. They <laughs> sure do, Steve. Well, it's been a great event. You know, weather issues aside, uh, it's been really great being up in Indiana. It is. Yeah. It's a great part of the country. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this excursion that we're in. This is a 2013. It is. Brand new floor plan. Yes, Excursion um, is a uh, storied Fleetwood brand that was around for many years, and mm -hmm. it uh, 
um, went dormant for a few years and we decided to reinvent it and bring it back. But it's a diesel, not a gas. That's but it's correct. got a mid-entry door. That's correct. It's a diesel pusher, air ride, air brake, um, in lengths from 33 to 35 feet long. Um, we launched it as a 33-footer and have since introduced a 35-footer. Um, but the key is that it's um, a more compact, lower-profile diesel pusher. What do you mean by that? So. For all those folks who built that barn with a 12-foot door, we can get this coach underneath that Oh yeah, like minus 12.6, so I'd be out of luck in a that instance. Exactly, exactly. Right. Um, and then we, we've even added a feature to dump the airbags uh, um, to uh, get you down to about 11 foot 6 inches, so oh. you can even get in that 12-foot door that may be framed out a little small. Are you me messed up and your GPS took you to a low bridge? <laughs> <laughs> dump that air! Yep, it would also be effective in that case as well. Yeah, well this is a great floor plan. I love this um, kitchen area where your stools are. I feel like I'm in somebody's home instead of in an RV. Absolutely. Uh, that was the entire point here. We tried something new. We put the refrigerator in the middle of the coach, which is very unconventional, yeah. which gave us the ability to use the, the sidewalls of the coach for uh, furniture and living space. And Right. Um, and your kitchen now is very easy. You're not going all the way across it the does. aisle to it, get the refrigerator. It has this nice wraparound feel. Yes. It's, it really is sort of a cook's kitchen, and with the breakfast bar and the, the swivel stools, um, it's a great place for a couple, for kids. Um, right. Now, what if you have guests? I Well, if you have guests, you've got obviously got lots of sofa space and a, a chair, but if you need to uh, uh, dine with more guests, um, we've added this pull-out dinette table. Oh, nice. So this dinette comes out, and the coach comes with two of the nice fad, uh, padded wooden chairs. Yes. Um, and uh, you pull those up here and you can seat two more conven conventionally at a dinette. I can see somebody putting their laptop on there too. It also works great for that. From this side you've got great views out the large windows um, and, right. and the panoramic view out the, the one-piece windshield. Right. Now I noticed your uh, sofa is that has that new feature where it pulls out from the side. The, the transformer sofa is yeah. all the rage. Yes. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, uh, I personally like it because there's a nice seat in the corner where you can get both arms up and one leg up and uh, <laughs> it's just a comfortable sofa to, to have in a coach. Right. And then there's one other special feature in this coach which uh, most people aren't going to see when they first walk in, but it's called a hide-aloft. Yeah, so in you know the new world order of coaches is flexibility. Right. Um, if you buy a coach, you want it ultimately to be as flexible as possible, right. so you can use it for as many uses as possible. So whether you're bringing just yourself, uh, a couple, um, um, or you're bringing maybe two or three grandkids along um, one weekend, um, the Hide Loft is a drop-down queen-size bed that drops down oh. electrically from the ceiling over mm -hmm. the, the front cab area. Mm -hmm. um, comes with a, um, an automatic inflatable air mattress, um, so you, you put it if you push one button to put it down, push another button to blow it up, and you're all set. Oh, no so kidding. So it's, uh, it's very convenient and uh, very flexible, adds, adds sleeping space without having to convert a dinette or a sofa. Right, and when you open up a sofa, now you've lost all that floor space, and you've where got, this is in the cockpit area, so you still have your living space here. Yep, and as most RVers know, when you bring the grandkids along and they sleep in that dinette, 
you don't have a place to sit down and have your coffee in the morning because the kids are sleeping in. Yeah. In this case, the curtains are closed, the kids are in the hide aloft, and... Uh, oh, so um, they still have some privacy yep. even when that bed is down. Yep, it gives okay. them their own sleeping bunk area uh -huh. um, where uh, uh, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa can still come out and have their coffee and, and have a seat in the morning without uh, without interrupting Now, the kids. this seems spacious. How many slides does it have? Uh, it actually has just one slide in the uh, living area. Okay. Um, it is um, a 30-inch deep flush floor slide, so it's, it's a deep and long slide. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a second smaller slide in the bedroom um, to add wardrobe space. Okay. Yeah, and I see that it's a north-south bed, so you don't have to worry about... It is. You it can is still a, get to your bed with the slide in. Yep, it is a north-south bed um, um, in a, a diesel coach this short. That's the most effective use of the space around the engine cage. Right. Now, outside, I saw that the radiator is on the rear. Yep, it is. A, a big screen there it for is all a that rear, airflow. It is a rear radiator design, um, and uh, it's got... Uh, a nice little uh, aerodynamic foil at the back of the coach yes. for uh, um, to help fuel economy. Um, and what size is the engine? It is a 300 horsepower Cummins, oh, okay. um, and it is a very powerful motor for this much. For this size, for this size, of, size coach. of coach, it's actually it's actually a lot of power. Yeah, because I think mine's just a 350, and I've got a 40 foot coach. Yep. So yeah. Yep, it's a lot of power for this coach. And you certainly can tow without any it problem. Has, it has a 10,000 pound hitch. Mm -hmm. um, um, uh, in most configurations, you'll be able to tow anywhere from from 4,000 up to seven or 8,000 pounds. Wow. And is this kind of a more unique floor plan in the excursion? Do all the excursions have something similar to this? Every excursion floor plan is unique. Um, mm -hmm. There is not a conventional floor plan in the mix. Um, uh -huh. It's uh, highly innovative, um, it's uh, feature heavy, and packed with content. That's, mm -hmm. that's the way we um, see the new, uh, the new Fleetwood RV and, and our new products. And uh, um, these coaches are an example of, uh, of that hard work. As people say, more bang for your buck. Exactly. And speaking of bucks, how much are we talking about for um, this, this coach or a similar MSRP coach? MSRP for um, excursion starts at 175 mm -hmm. um, So you will see transaction prices um, any as low as 150 possibly. Wow. Um, so in the 150, for a diesel coach. And the 150 to 170 range is, is an excellent transaction price. So it's not only for... Um, families who are just starting in the RV world, but it also may be for someone who's looking to downsize. Someone who's had been RVing in the 40, 45 foot coach and then is looking for something a little smaller. Absolutely. We've, uh, we've uh, sold several to uh, people with uh, trucks and fifth wheels. Um, oh. And as well as people in larger 40 and 45 foot coaches downgrading. Yeah. Um, at recent rallies, we've had trades with um, 40 footers, 45 footers, truck campers, it's it's all over it's the everything. board. It's it's appealing to a wide variety of people. Yeah. Well, I really like it. It's very very attractive. And uh, thanks Steve for taking some time to be Thank with you. us. Show us your new floor plans. Tell us a little bit about the rally. We sure do appreciate it. Thanks. All right. We'll be right back with more of American RVer. We'll be back with our tech tip and friends across America after the break. An RV service facility and dealership should put the customer first. The service writers, office staff, techs, and salespeople must be geared towards making the customer happy and coming up with solutions for any problem. 
This customer first attitude is found in the Southeast's best sales and service center, Alliance Coach. Customer service sets Alliance Coach apart from other dealerships. With full service bays, a customer campground and lounge, reasonable rates, and knowledgeable staff, they guarantee your satisfaction. Experience a different kind of RV service center. Experience Alliance Coach in Wildwood, Florida. It's time for a tech tip, brought to you by Alliance Coach in Wildwood, Florida. Hello, I'm Brett Howard with Alliance Coach, and we're here today to talk to you about plugging your coach in in a campground. Here we've got an illustration of uh, the three typical outlets you're going to find in a campground. Here we have a full 50 amp service, we've got a 30 amp service, and we have a 15 or 20 amp service. So the first thing I'm going to caution you about when you come into the campground, most everybody's coming in during the summer, you've got your generator running and your air conditioners on. I highly recommend before you're transferring that load from generator to shore to turn those air conditioners off. That'll protect the air conditioners and it will also protect your transfer switch. Once you're in the park and you're going to get ready to plug the shore cord in, you need to inspect the shore cord and as you see this shore cord here is starting to ail. We have checked this cord but it does need a new end. When you go to plug this in you want to make sure that the breaker is off if there is a breaker available. Here we're just going to go straight into a 50 amp service. Once you've turned the breaker on, some transfer switches will transfer immediately. You'll hear a clunk in the coach and other transfer switches will wait up to 45 seconds monitoring incoming power. There are some other options available to you also. If you happen to have a 50 amp coach and you come into a park that has the 30 and the 15 available, they have what they call a cheater box. It's available through most parts stores. We have them available online through our parts store. And what it does is it takes a 15 slash 20 amp circuit and a 30 amp circuit and combines them so that you have a, a 50 amp outlet to plug into. This doesn't give you true 50 amp service. It only, will only give you a total of 50 amps available, but it will help allow you to run two air conditioners or other devices and simply you plug it into the 20 amp circuit and the 30 amp circuit and then you would plug your 50 amp cord right in here. Once they're plugged in and engaged you can turn the circuit breakers on. A few other details about the service that's available here. When you have a 50 amp circuit, you actually have two legs available here of 50 amps. So a, a true 50 amp 240 volt circuit for your RV actually has 100 amps available to the coach. Where when you're using the cheater box, you have 30 and 20 combined for a maximum of 50 amps available. One other option that a lot of people choose to use when they're going into RV parks is they choose to use a, a surge guard or an inline surge suppressor. It's a very nice device, you just plug it in in line and then you plug your 50 amp cord in to the end of that. Um, these are available in 50s and 30s. Um, another option which I highly recommend is actually changing your transfer switch out to include a surge guard transfer switch that has the high-low protection, high, low and high and low voltage and a transient surge suppressor. Then you don't have two devices that are working with each other, you're just working with one. I hope you found these tips uh, helpful today. If you have any further questions, please find us on our online service center at AllianceCoach.com. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thanks for watching this month's Tech Tip, sponsored by Alliance Coach. 
Thanks for staying tuned to American RV or this is Friends Across America. As you know, a lot of times we meet interesting people in our travels and today is no exception. We often talk about what jobs people do, but now we're gonna talk about what hobbies people are interested in. And with me today are Paul and Sharon Scherhoff. They're full-time RVers, five hey, years. Five years. Awesome, okay. you enjoy that a lot? Yes, we do. And uh, we have no intention of going back to a home at this time. Yes, I understand. <clears throat> now, where did you come from before you moved into your RV full-time? Originally, we were from New Jersey. Okay. And we uh, sold our house and we drove our, one of our, at that time it was our second motorhome, we drove our motorhome to the closing, signed the papers, jumped in the motorhome, and headed south and never looked back. No kidding! <laughs> oh, so you were preparing for this, obviously. Yes, obviously. yes. Yes. Yes, we were. <clears throat> we were uh, RVing for about 10 years prior to retiring. Mm -hmm. uh, we were weekend warriors. and. Uh, so that and you discovered that you loved it so much that you wanted to just go full-time. Full to go back, back to work. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But now in recent times, Paul, I understand you have come up with a great hobby. And I yes. see some samples of your work here. Tell me about this first little piece. Well, this first little piece. Uh, so stained glass, of course, if you didn't know what that was. Four years ago. <laughs> how it all started was I always had a passion that I wanted to have a lighthouse stained glass lighthouse. I should have taken one out of the window that I have. And when in our travels, I would always find pieces of stained glass that are machine made and made in China or Japan. And I says, I'm going to make a stained glass lighthouse. When we went to our first uh, winter resort, Sun and Fun, in Sarasota, Florida, they have a glass studio mm -hmm. uh, as well as uh, all other facilities. And I took my first class the second year we were down there, I took my, fir uh, my first class, and this is the first piece that I made. Yeah, very simple, but <coughs> very, very simple elegant. Piece. And mm -hmm. what you're learning with this is by looking at the part, you're learning just to cut glass, grind glass, then you, the next stage then is to foil where the solder goes. You take a copper foil, you foil all the edges, put it together, it's pinned together, then you solder it, and this has a uh, cane frame around it, uh, which is black patinaed. And the other uh, inner part is copper patina, which gives it the copper look. Right. Okay. Well, this is a far cry from this. Correct. <laughs> now, are you following patterns? Are you coming up with okay. your own designs? This, this particular piece is a uh, ruby throat uh, hummingbird. <clears throat> and what I did is I found a flower pattern in the book and a hummingbird in the book and I drew my took the patterns from that created my own combination so that I would have the hummingbird feeding within the right. uh, morning glory. Absolutely beautiful and I know it says a little bit of iridescence there on this. And that's a various type glasses. That's one of the parts that uh, I am very fortunate with that I have an eye as I'm told uh, for picking colors for the glass. That's mm -hmm. one of the things, because uh, some patterns, if you buy patterns, they'll tell you basically some basic colors to buy. A lot of all my creations, I just choose my own colors. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, then picking the glass. And <clears throat> in working in Sarasota, we're fortunate that we have glass crafters a quarter mile or a half mile away from our studio. 
So we can go over and actually lay out all pieces of glass until we find a particular piece we like where rather than just buy the catalog, and that's very important. It's really like quilting with glass. Yes, yes it is. Okay, let's take a look at another one. <clears throat> this is a another, this is a South American hummingbird, and I took the same flower pattern and decided to put a different hummingbird into it, mm -hmm. and then I created this hummingbird uh, pattern. Oh, that's beautiful. Now let's take a look at the other one you have, and I now, know you've got some in your coach as yes. well, so we'll talk about this and then you can tell now, me about the ones you have inside your coach. <clears throat> this is uh, a rose pattern, a bouquet of roses that I created myself, and what I have, and when we see some of the other pieces, I have a pattern inside of a larger bouquet of roses, and I liked the rose so much, I shrunk the rose to life size, hmm. and then created this three, this this new design. Uh, <clears throat> now the outer pattern, that I, or the outer oval, is now in progress because I was going to make a wooden frame for it, and <clears throat> the in the woodworking shop, it had, they had a oval making router, and it missed this size oval by a half inch. <laughs> so now I'm either gonna cane, uh, put a, a Which is a this. Stainless, but I'll put a wider one, about a three-eighth cane around it, or I may venture to try and hand make a oval uh, frame for it. Then I would use cherry, because it would match the sure. interior of my uh, coach. That large piece is a great blue heron. Oh, great, great blue heron, heron. okay. It's a great heron. Uh, and the other project, which uh, is, and you'll take a picture of, is four ducks. That is my own creation. I designed that. The heron is a bought pattern, but all the colors are my creation. Right, absolutely. And, but the window is custom fit, to only fit my existing coach, which is a uh, 2006 Endeavor, and a new coach I have has a different window, so now they won't fit. <laughs> Now, Paul, you're doing some real unique things with stained glass as well. What is, tell me about this 3D piece. Uh, I haven't this, seen anything like that. This is a 3D morning glory, which I created myself, made a mold for each individual leaf and melted the glass and formed it in a kiln. Now what I'm taking is a purchased body of a hummingbird, but the wings and tail section are made. And I will then cut the beak of the, of the hummingbird and put it on a shaft going through the flower, which then it will be hung as the bird will be feeding directly into a 3D flower. So you have a complete 3D configuration. Now, Sharon, you haven't had a chance to say anything at all because we've been talking about this art, but I understand you are a playwright. I'm a playwright. I started before we um, got on the road. I had a show off off Broadway in New York called Showtime for Waco. And it was in 2000 about the David Koresh side of what happened in Waco. It was very well received and um, I had a wonderful cast and I enjoyed it so much I wanted to stay with it. Uh -huh. So since we've been on the road, in the campground I've done a full length variety show with all the campers from the campground that wanted to be in it. It went okay. over very well. Uh -huh. And I have now written a play, a short play, which will be about um, the Black Hills and the Four Presidents in uh, Mount Rushmore. Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull will be in it and some RVers get stuck in the Black Hills and this is what happens when they all meet. 
So that will be done in Gillette in July, and I've been casting it with people who will be in the Holiday Rambler Club and be out there. That's the International Rally for Holiday Rambler? International Rambler. Rally, right. So oh, it'll be a lot of fun. How fun is that? And I think and Thomas Jefferson might be Brett if he makes it out there. Brett Howard from Alliance Coach. Brett Howard Coach. from Alliance yeah. Coach. Isn't so. <laughs> <laughs> that great? He's perfect. And I love how you took your lifestyle, RVing, different right. places you visited, and tied those all together into something that you love, and that's the playwright. Yeah, and you don't have to give up your favorite hobbies if you don't want to. Bring them with you or yeah. learn a new one. Right. Exactly. Well, we do. As you look at our car, you see we took up kayaking this past year, and now we're kayaking. Wherever we see water, we kayak, and we also carry a motorcycle with us that when we want to, uh, we go out touring on a motorcycle. Well, there so you we go. Bring, we bring all our toys. You've got it all covered. <laughs> Thank you, you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And thanks for joining us on this edition of American RVer. For the best RV sales and service center in the southeast, call Alliance Coach in Wildwood, Florida at 866-888-8941 or go to www.alliancecoach.com.